Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering just how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. And in this episode, we thought we'd spend some time discussing some common misconceptions. And we are going to um, correct those misconceptions with lovely information we found from the internet, because as everyone knows, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Yeah, but first, let's talk about our fabled beverage. Oh, Miss Jillian, please do tell us more, our legendary mixologist. <laughs> so tonight's drink uh, is called, as you say, The Legend. It's a simple martini. It's got vodka. It's got like a fruity liqueur, like blackberry or raspberry or pomegranate, simple syrup, lime juice. It's shaken and poured into a beautiful glass. And of course, the proportions and stuff are all on the website, alwaysneverwrite.com. You can make one for yourself. You can enjoy it along with us while we're discussing. Do you like this? I love it. It's it's tart. You just caught me doing a major fish face I with did. the tartness. You had a huge fish face just then. It's like you're like <laughs> jaw locked up. <laughs> but it is really good. I personally used um, I can't remember the brand off the top of my head, but it's uh, basically a blackberry schnapps. Uh huh. And it's uh, like a higher end blackberry schnapps because I'm a alcohol snob now. I blame you. <laughs> But um, I used that with, you know, with the lime juice and everything. And I um, I was going to use, I will say I was, I used Grey Goose Vodka. Um, I used Crystal Head. And here's, I was going to use Crystal Head, but I'm still on that don't lift more than 10 pounds restriction. <laughs> and my, <laughs> I bought like the giant bottle of Crystal Head because... <laughs> Because it's fucking amazing. So I really started to... I know. I started to pick it up, then I went, eh, great goose will work. <laughs> so. Crystal Head is really good vodka, thanks, Dan Aykroyd. I also, my other personal favorite is the Absolute Elix. It's just got that smooth, creamy texture to it. I really like that one. So I was, like, trying to decide between the two, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go Crystal Head tonight. I think I'm going to go that way. Um, I think I added, I think I went a little heavy on the lime juice in this one. That I think, like... For my second, because we always make a double. Um, so I sipped the first one and I'm like, this is really, really tart. I think Fish face. Like, yeah, <laughs> stripping the stripping the enamel off my teeth. So when the, I made the second one, um, I made it with a little less of the lime juice and a little bit more of the simple syrup. And I think it was a little more balanced. So I would kind of, I think I'd go a little bit more that direction. Um I'll probably post it with a, a slightly adjusted recipe so it's it's slightly more um, simple syrupy and slightly less uh, limey. Because, like, I dig me some lime juice. I like a tart cocktail. But this one was, like, fish face, no enamel on your teeth kind of tart. Yeah. I- Overall, I like it. And I used the pomegranate liqueur, like the palm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. I do want to try it with the blackberry because that's the original that it went with. But I think with any fruity, it would be good. It would be great with like a shambord in it. That would be lovely. I almost went shambord. That would be gorgeous in there. Mm, I was going to do shambord and then I realized I was out. And that's <laughs> so I also thought about doing the cherry because, you know, I've got that ginger de obidose. Ooh. I thought, ooh, cherry would be delicious in here. So you could do that. You could pretty much do any fruity liqueur, I think, would be... Mm would be legendary it would be legend wait for it 
dairy. Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> I've been waiting for the right moment, and I finally thought, oh, this is, oh, fuck. So, but there we go. Yay. Yeah, overall, I think it's a really good cocktail, and I would absolutely drink it. This would be, I think this is maybe a little more summary of a cocktail, though. I think so. I think so because of the citrus in it and the fruitiness. It Maybe. would make a it would make a very good summer sitting sit in by the, the pool, pool kind of. Yeah, it's a sitting in the pool. Like next time you come and we sit in the pool, which we're not gonna do when you're here this next time because our pool is not heated. Oh, uh, well, that's a pity. Ours capable ours is capable of being heated, but I would have to step outside in Missouri winters to use it, so that's not happening. See, ours is kind of heated, but it's only heated in as much as the heater makes it so it doesn't freeze when it gets ah. that cold. So it, it keeps it heated to like 40 degrees. So it just kind of circulates the water at 40 degrees, which I'm not getting in. Oh, no. Oh, plus, I, I'm still thinking about the summer of 99, 2000 when gas prices spiked and the winter temperatures dropped into the basement and gas prices went absolutely through the roof. I'm not willing to spend money in the winter to heat the pool. And yeah, yeah that's my geekdom. No. Let's move on. We also, I also have, I, I will say though, that I talked to Millie. So Millie is, um, we're recording this over like the last part of the Thanksgiving holiday. So Millie is up with her dad for the Thanksgiving holiday. And she also goes up after Christmas. And I had sort of said to her, like when she comes back every year, right after the new year. So she goes up like the day after Christmas and she stays with him until after new year's. And I had said, Maybe we should make a pact, like a tradition, like every year when you come back, when we get you home, we jump in the pool, like our own little polar bear club. (laughs) And she's like, we would die. (laughs) So that was a no, even though I didn't really want to do it at the same time. I kind of did because I thought it would be kind of fun. And she was like, nah. Yeah, smart kid with the hard pass. I'm hard pass on that one. And I was I was kind of okay with it, but at the same time I was like just a tiny tiny bit disappointed. Yeah. I hate being cold, but at the same time I feel like I could have done that. I could have done something really amazing. <laughs> but whatever. You know. I'm all about uh, adventure. Like everything in my world is an adventure, it really is. Tourette's it, an adventure. It really is. It, it Jill's got like the healthiest outlook on life. Ever and the most fun. Oh, what's that? 90 million horrible things happen. Let's have some fun with it. That is well, fun. it's an adventure. It really is. Everything. Think about it. Like, really shitty stuff happens to you and you have to figure out how to get through it. It is such an adventure. It's like being lost in the woods and you're lost and you have to find your way home. Like, that's an adventure. Okay, cool. And I thought I was the Pollyanna. <laughs> Apparently not. No, I'm not a Pollyanna. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It just has to do with, like, this is just how the world works. Uh. (laughs) There we go. So, let's talk about, like, okay, I wanted to say, okay, we generally don't read out a script or anything like that. We kind of will do a little bit of research and stuff like that. And I want to start out with something that you included later on. So, Gina wrote the script. She kind of wrote a script and I'm not even going to go like, that's not 
Like, that's not how we do this. <laughs> but I want to start out with the reason that this started. So the reason I thought this would be a good topic is because after Thanksgiving, we had some friends over and everybody was like, oh, turkey, it just has got so much tryptophan, it makes me sleepy. But it actually doesn't have all that much tryptophan in it. Like, I know I'm totally stealing your thunder on this one, but That's turkey okay. really is just like basically the same amount of tryptophan as like chicken or anything else. And tryptophan, if in case you didn't know, tryptophan is something that our body needs, but it doesn't make. So we have to consume it from our food. And it helps the body make niacin, which is a, a B vitamin. And it helps your skin and it helps your digestion and it helps you relax and it helps you make serotonin, which is what makes you relax. And the long story short, the main reason that tryptophan, the, the idea of tryptophan helping you relax is that you actually just ate a fuck ton of food and now all the blood is rushing to your stomach to help you digest it. And that's why you're sleepy, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> not the tryptophan in the turkey it does not have anything to do with tryptophan it's just that you ate way the fuck too much and you need to stop being such a lard ass <laughs> nice so sorry about that i totally stole that no that's okay you know what i will just uh steal the one i put in for you right afterwards okay. and then then we'll figure out where to go from there because you know you know me fuck scripts let's go oh, yeah. You suck at scripts. <laughs> I suck at scripts. So suppose, I'll just take the next section then. Suppose you chase the oven roasted turkey with three fingers of wild turkey. I love wild turkey. Actually, yeah. I don't. But uh, I like I, other things. I weirdly have fond memories of wild turkey. but Really? Well, not because I ever drank it, but I know it was my grandpa's. Um, he would have like a shot okay. of wild turkey before bed every night. Okay. And it's just a grandpa who managed to be married it's a to that. Grandpa drink. I think wild a, turkey is a total grandpa drink. It is. And this is a grandpa who managed to stay married to the hell grandma for 52 years. Well, so. he would have to be drunk for that. So <laughs> <laughs> he had to get to bed somehow. So. Ew. Oh, uh, oh. oh no, I wasn't even going that way. I was just thinking proximity. Not, oh. No. Look what you just did. How many kids do they have? Gross. Oh, my God. Only two. I think there's a reason. (laughs) Eyes. I can't even. There's eight and a half years difference between them. So gross. Anyway, so what if you chase that turkey? Well, turkey. Let's say Blanton's instead. Let's say Blanton's. So what if you chase that turkey with three fingers of Blanton's? How about that one? Three fingers of Blanton's. Three fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's still a little close. Sorry, I'm still getting dirty. I'm sorry. It's not, I'm not usually like that. I'm just not. This drink is some sort of dirty drink. The legend makes you dirty. I'm just loving that for once, you are the gutter brain. So anyway, so the common thought is, so coffee can help you sober up, right? And I've heard that. And when you think about it, you know, alcohol is a depressant. Well, coffee is a stimulant. Yep, so okay. should cancel it out, right? But there's right. a reason. There's a reason why Red Bull and vodka was a popular drink in the late 90s, early 2000s. Do you remember when we did Red Bull with our our uh, rum at the bar? 
much. I do. That's the like literally only time I've ever had Red Bell. Really? Okay, keep going. Keep okay. going. Say your thing. Oh, but there's all it does is make you hyper at the same time you're drunk. It doesn't. So it's like I'm drunk, but I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, that's all it does for you. It does not sober up jack crap. It just means you're drunk and awake. You're still going to be the same drunken shithead you were had you not had the coffee. You just won't be sleeping through it. So it's like alcohol and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I I will have to ex, I will have to accept someone's word for that, but I imagine, yeah. Okay. Or coffee we'll and change, a ton we'll of marijuana. Change, we'll just change this. No, marijuana is also a depressant. Well, I, I, that's why I said coffee and marijuana. Oh, coffee and marijuana. Okay. But can you imagine a really really caffeinated um, toker? <laughs> No, no, some espresso. I'm gonna eat these Cheetos even quicker. <laughs> I need Doritos now, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, so you're uh, you're researching now, aren't you? No, I'm no. Not. Okay, never mind. So anyway, that's the thing. If you get drunk at Thanksgiving, and hearkening back to a couple episodes ago, tell the Aunt Betty just what the fuck you think of her. You just have a greater chance of remembering it the next day. It's not going to make you not tell everyone what you really think. Nothing makes me not tell everybody what I think. (laughs) (laughs) There's that. (laughs) Like, in what world would that be a thing for me? shit that was way funnier than it should have been <laughs> I know. Uh, oh. okay. well, <laughs> what's, what's <your> group? <laughs> all right let's pick a, let's pick some more stuff okay. um I'm moving down the script i'm just totally messing with your script partly because it messes with you um i'm looking down at the bonus round area okay. uh, and i'm gonna go with uh spiders so I'm terrified of spiders. And even though this has your name on it, you don't <laughs> swallow eight spiders a year in your sleep. And that was such good news to me because I had heard that and it was, it messed me up for like a couple weeks. It really did. Because I was like, the first time I heard that, I'm terrified of spiders. And here, let me tell you why. Oh, please. Uh, we had been to visit my grandpa one time. And... Um, My grandpa lived in Lawrence, Kansas, and Lawrence is just a normal little Kansas town. It's where the college is, and KU's there, but he lived, like, north of the river in this, like, little old shacky house. It was was fun, but whatever. He lived right on the river, and he had all these spiderwebs and shit on his property, and I never cared about that. There was a little boy who lived next door, and we had gone down, and we were having dinner one night, and... The little boy came over and was yelling and saying, hey, come out, come out, let's go play. And my mom said, go tell him that you can come out and play after dinner. So I went outside and I said, my mom says I can't come out yet. I have to wait until after dinner. And so then I could come out and play. And he took the hose. He's like, all right, fine. And he took the hose and he sprayed it up at the roof line. And there was a daddy long legs nest. And the daddy long legs nest, he he sprayed it with the water and he hit it and it came down on my head and 10,000 million jillion baby daddy long legs came down (gasps) on me. 
I literally don't remember anything else for like four hours. But after that, I couldn't even with spiders. And ever since then, a spider will send me into almost as much of a panic as anything I can even imagine. And when I was a single mom and I had just Lily, I would have to like act like it wasn't scary or anything. And I'm like, do you want to kill the spider? And she's like, yeah, I'll totally kill the spider. And I'm like, yay. Oh my God. I would like trick my kid into killing the spider because I was too scared to do it. I felt like a terrible mother, but I felt like I had to do that. Wow. I have gained new insights. Um, that's crazy. I That was horrible. See, so you probably, one of the things I feel most horrible about in my life is related to spiders, but it didn't make me scared of them. It just made me more conscientious of them and their personal space. Holy shit, what's yours? Um, it was granddaddy long legs, too. Oh, oh fucking those things. Yeah. I can't even. It was good. <gasps> And, you know, I, I was a very analytical child, so I remember specifically at the age of five going down and spotting a granddaddy long legs. And because I was, I swear I wasn't a future serial killer, but I thought, oh. I'm pretty sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I remember thinking, I wonder how many, I wonder how many legs it can live without before it causes the issues. So I took a stick and I just twisted its legs off one by one. And of all people, my oldest sister caught me doing that and said, well, put it out of its misery now. You've just completely destroyed its life. And I'm like, oh, I guess I did. And so I killed it and I felt horrible. And I've been very conscientious about spiders ever since. And I can't, even if I spot, if I spot a brown recluse, I will kill it. But otherwise, I like try to coax them into another area because I feel so horrible about what I did. Well, that's, first of all, super fucked up. Yeah. And second of all, brown recluse should be dead. They should be. They should he be. We had some issues with brown recluse when we lived in the Midwest. I mean, T got bit by one one time and had to go to the hospital and like we had to take him to the ER and we could only think like if it had been Billy who got bit, it would have been so much worse. Uh, you know, my mom got bit by a brown recluse when I was 15. And that wound is still to this day, 32 years later, later, never healed. Yeah. Tease has healed, but there's still a scar. But if it had been Millie, it would have been so much worse. She could have had real, real problems from it. So spiders uh, are fucked up and I hate them. Uh, I, I guess I they're supposed to be like, Oh, spiders are benevolent. And what about Charlotte's Web? And spiders kill mosquitoes. And you know what? I would take mosquitoes over spiders any fucking day. Ooh, now see, mosquitoes scare the shit out of me, but... I hate mosquitoes. They are itchy, and I swell up from mosquito bites. But I would take mosquitoes over spiders any day because I will swat the shit out of a mosquito, but spiders will make me run out of my house. I guess I have another thing about spiders and not... But partially because of the sleeping in particular. I never worry about spiders at night because John the Brit snores like a fucking demon. Mm, so I'm sure they're he more does. scared of it's true. <laughs> I'm sure they're more scared of that than I am. I think we've mentioned before that the only reason I know that John the Brit snores is because he used to live in my basement. <laughs> I just want to make sure you guys know that I didn't sleep with John the Brit. <laughs> He lived in my basement when I was trying to hook him up with Gina, and that's all. 
<laughs> so, yeah. And I remember you warning me and thinking, it can't be that bad. And then I married him and went, oh, shit, it really like, is. Shit, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And he's even had surgery since then, and it's better. And I'm still sleep with a headset in, listening to stuff overnight so I can you distract myself. All I have to do, like, T snores a little bit. He's not so bad. He snores a little bit, but usually if I can get him to roll over just long enough for me to get to sleep, then I'm okay. There you go. All right, you want to take the lead on the next round of myths? I will. And, you know, I'm going to hit one that apparently both T and John the Brit mentioned to us separately today as potential topics. They both did. They both mentioned this. (laughs) So, newsflash, full moons do not actually drive you crazy. So, um, and, and... there have actually been lots and lots of studies on this very topic because it's so prolific and everyone says, oh, emergency rooms are like, okay, she's licking the glass and it's hilarious. I'm just washing the edge of it. <laughs> you do, you, you do, you dear. Um, <laughs> but there have been a lot of scientific studies to this. And basically what the scientific studies have shown is that there's, no correlation between the moon and human behavior or for the studies that did find a correlation, they were debunked by later studies that questioned the other studies methods. So, um, and I like this little tidbit um, that some of the scientists doing some of the studies point out that there are objects on earth that have more of a pull on your body than the moon ever does. Like a mosquito uh, was an astronomer. George A. Bell noted that a mosquito stinging you has more gravitational force on your body than the moon, which I yeah, think is kind of cool. We don't know if he's right. He could be totally full of shit. But it's an interesting topic. I don't, so. think, I don't think mosquito. I mean, like, if you think logically, a mosquito cannot have more effect on you than the moon. Just because if you think... Even just logically think about the moon and the effect on the tides. Mm. If the moon can affect the tides on Earth, the water in your body has to be affected to an extent. Some of the studies even specifically noted that, though. And when they when they looked at behavior on a day-by-day basis, though, there, there was no actual correlation. But did they say mosquitoes are more important than the tides? Okay, well, I don't know that they... I think it was the one guy hypothesizing. So I think George Abel is full of shit. Okay, George A. Bell may be full of shit. Like, just logically, I think George A. Bell might be full of shit. What I did think was kind of cool, though, is there is a hypothesis of how this got started. And the hypothesis is that um, before electric lighting became kind of the norm, Mm -hmm. that people um, who had pre-existing mental health issues, their issues might have been exacerbated by... Uh, more light during the nighttime because of the full moon than during the day. So now there's no way to prove this scientifically at this point, but the thought was, you know, if you had an issue anyway and the damn moon's keeping you up all night, you're going to go a little bit more <clears throat> so than you would under <laughs> normal circumstances. That was a good growl. Thank you. I was very proud well, of that. What would you think then about, I mean... Why then are ERs more busy on nights of the full moon? And why then are police more busy on nights of the full moon? Because that is fact. 
I wonder if some of it is, um, and I know we didn't want to use this exact term necessarily, but I wonder if some of it is confirmation bias that we've been, we've had this idea that it's so much different instilled in us for so long that we watch for it more. Maybe. Kind of like, oh, I bought a red car. What the fuck? Everybody owns a red car. What the hell's with this? That type of effect. Yeah, that's true. Well, I have one about that's kind of the same about like people going crazy Mm -hmm. so you know how they say um sugar makes people hyper especially kids Uh uh-huh yeah that's not really true sugar (laughs) doesn't actually make people hyper in fact what they saw was that in like multiple studies done showed that parents were basically more bitchy towards the kids when they said like when the parents thought that the kids had been given sugar the parents are like you need to be good and like went off on the kids way more often than when kids were given a placebo Ooh, that's interesting so it's the parents driving the whole fucking thing yeah when it comes right down to it you just want to go hey karen you need to back the fuck up and uh not be such a douche to your kid and maybe your kid won't be such a jerk. <laughs> cause I always wondered, cause you know, when I eat chocolate, I feel better and happier and I know it's cause of the serotonin thing. So wouldn't a chocolate cake do the same thing and not turn kids into little fucking tyrants? I, I don't know how much I believe. I, I'm not sure how well I agree with this. I won't say that Millie is more hyper but she definitely has a different attitude if she's had a lot of sugar. Plus, at this point in her life, she breaks out <laughs> she <laughs> when she has a lot of sugar. <laughs> You're welcome, Millie. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Aunt Gina loves you and would never say you're breaking out. And I'm your favorite, right? Okay. Yeah, well, she's got some acne issues that we're working <laughs> on. It's common at that stage of life. So it is. It is. Well, that's what teenagers are for. There's four. Four acne specifically. Oh, exactly. Teenage and middle age. We both get fucked with acne. I pretty much had it forever. Like I never had acne. Acne. I just had pimples. Ah. So I had a. I had a clear period for a long time. Then I went the cystic acne because menopause is the bomb, y'all. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, so from aggressive human babies to aggressive fur babies. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So see what I did there? I do. That was clever. Thank you. Sometimes I can do that. Um, So there's the whole thing about pit bulls and everyone hates pit bulls and says they're an aggressive breed, right? Right. So there is a study done with a whole bunch of different dog breeds and guess which one was the most aggressive? Which one? Fucking dachshunds. I believe that. Dachshunds are assholes. Mm-hmm. Chihuahuas were also way... Assholes. Oh my gosh. Chihuahuas are the biggest assholes I've ever personally met, quite frankly. I've met some dickhead dachshunds. I have to say, though, Rexy has the most beautiful spirited pit bull. She's the sweetest girl. Her name is Lucy, and she is just a lover of all. I mean, she is so loving. Aww. She's the sweetest thing. 
I had a friend in high school who owned a chihuahua and she, my friend used to trip me on purpose. So I'd hit the floor because that chihuahua would go fucking nuts and go straight for my face. I was like, <laughs> bah! so yeah. My so uncle, he- my uncle used to have a chihuahua and my dad used to love to tell a story about when he would go visit my uncle and one time he was out visiting my uncle and the chihuahua was, was out and they were doing something with this furniture that my uncle was giving him. And the chihuahua was, was out in the driveway and he farted and he went, <laughs> and then he went, ay, 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 and he scared himself and he pooped all over himself. <laughs> Cause he farted so loud. He scared himself into shit. <laughs> I love that story. So like your mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I know, uh, right? Oh my gosh. I know they, apparently, they looked at 33 breeds of dogs, and pit bulls and rottweilers were below chihuahuas, Jack Russell terriers, and dachshunds, uh, which I want to point out. So can you say that dachshunds and chihuahuas have a Napoleon complex? And I would say no, another myth busted. I want to talk about that one. I want to say I was reading like when we were doing our research today, I was really impressed to find out that Napoleon was not a tiny dude. I mean, like he was kind of tiny by today's standards, but by like back then standards, he wasn't all that tiny. He was like five, seven, which was like pretty standard for the age of like whenever he lived, like 1820s or whatever. He was like a normal sized dude. And I was like, hey, man, even though he was called like. Wasn't he called like the Petit Corporal? Yes. Le Petit Corporal. But it's kind of like me calling you my little butterfinger. So Why you're, would you call me that? I wouldn't. But my point is you're 5'10", so you're not little. No. And but still. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, so back to the dogs. Back to the dogs. Back to pit bulls. You know how they say sometimes there's a grain of truth in every legend? Yeah. Yeah. The, the grain of truth here is that, um, you know, they're very strong. They have incredible owner loyalty and they have a prey instinct. Yeah. So that increases the possibility of aggressive behavior. But sure. if you're like Rexy and, you know, you're gentle yeah. and kind with them, the nurture takes over, you know, yeah. the nurture it's all about the training, right? You train yeah. them to be kind. So what dogs were the least aggressive? Did it say? It did. The least aggressive. And I find this hilarious. I got to find, I got to find my notes now. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, oh my gosh. I just had it. I know one of the least aggressive was, um, uh, oh, here it is. Go get him flash. Um, from <laughs> Dukes of Hazzard. Basset Hound. Thank you. You had, a, you had Flash. You had I a had, dog named Flash. We had a dog named Flash, yes. He ate my shoes the summer I was pregnant. Dickhead dog. My favorite shoes, but anyway. So, but yeah. Okay, so it says, what I'm seeing here is it says that the least aggressive were Labradors. Labradors. Duh. Yes. <laughs> Greyhounds. Also, duh. Like nobody has, nobody has ever said, "Oh, greyhound attacked me." <laughs> I know. And basset hounds, which are too low energy to attack anybody, they're just like, "Woof, get out of my house, whatever." I know. 
I got to say the craziest thing I ever heard about greyhounds, and now I wonder if it was a myth, but I actually don't think so, is that they can be so fast. You have to be, you can never put them on a collar leash. You have to put them on a, um, like a chest brace leash because they run so fast and can take off so fast. They could really hurt themselves on a collar leash. So they run so fast that the hounds couldn't catch them. We're down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Whoop! There you go. It's a song. It's a real song. It is a song. So, okay. So there we go. So Pitbull's only going to put you in the ER if you're a shit-ass owner. Sure. Or if you're a shit-ass customer. Or if you're an innocent who happens to be near someone who's a shit-ass owner of a Pitbull. Yeah. There we go. That's what you were going for, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So. So, I'm going to pull one out of the bonus round. Okay. Since we talked just a little bit about Napoleon. Yes. I want to mention Marie Antoinette. Oh, yeah. I found this so fascinating. I did, too. So, you know, they talk about how Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. She didn't actually say that. They, they I mean, she kind of did, but she kind of didn't. Basically, what happened was they told her that the peasants didn't have enough bread. And she basically said, let's give them all of our cake. She donated all this shit to them and said, let them eat our cake. That's what she said. She didn't say, well, what the fuck? Why aren't they eating cake? Hmm. She was offering their her her food to them. Not being a dick about it. And granted, I haven't read up a bunch on her specifically, but I think um, she definitely got taken down by a dick-ass man. Because from all accounts, she she herself is quite altruistic. Well, she was also like 15, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I want to watch that movie about her. I think Kirsten Kirsten Dunst. I feel like I need to watch that. Me too. So I like that idea. Okay, cool. All right. So what else should we talk about? Well, you know, I want to pull one of my favorites from the bonus round. Do it. Bonus round. I know where you're going. At the end of the script, we had put in several small things to record as something. Gina wrote the script and we don't really script. And also she sucks at this. I do. And I don't want to be a dick about it, but like whenever I... We always script the beginning and we always script the end. And she's horrible at reading what I write. And I generally will just write it out for her. And she won't even just, like, read what I write. And we have, like, these constant conversations about, why don't you just read this? So I think it's super funny that she not only scripted the individual, like, who's going to read what, but she scripted, like, the transitions. (laughs) (laughs) Which is cute. And I love you so much. But it's okay. I love you too, but I know I suck at scripts. There's so many times I've had to cut out of the recordings. Time out. Why the fuck aren't you reading the script? <laughs> now we have to go back and redo it right because my ad libs. That's true. Yep, that's true. That's like true. she doesn't even get close. Like she's not even like it's not even a little bit. And she tries to do something weird and she like does this weird sing song thing and it's just the weirdest. It's just weird. But I love her anyway, and no matter what, it's okay. I have to say, though, you knew I was weird for a long time, and you stuck around. That's true. I hung in there. You hung in there. Every time uh, John the Brit looks at me and goes, what the fuck? I go, hey, you knew what we married. 
you knew this. <laughs> you knew this. I Not was only had you told him, but I told him. I he told was. Him. I told, he was well versed in how weird you were before he even moved here. Oh, damn straight he was. Oh, yeah. So he knew. And, All right. He knew. So okay. Europe. Okay. A funny oh, I said Europe. That was cute. It was cute. And it blends in perfectly to the one I that know. I picked. <laughs> so the word fuck. <laughs> what am I I admit that's not where I thought you were going really I don't know but it's one of my favorite sentence enhancers it is true you love that one love that word (laughs) I told you about the time um, when I just met people at my current job and (laughs) and I, I was talking to an accountant and an engineer and I was trying to talk about the rules and I'm like yeah but if this rule ever changes we're gonna be and I almost said screwed and I'm like, nope, don't say screwed. You just met these people. I've been here two months. Edit. And I autocorrected to fucked. That's <laughs> and, so much better. <laughs> I think my eye, my own eyes went wide and my jaw kind of dropped. And they looked at me for a second, then burst out laughing and said, oh, we're engineers. It's good. And I'm like, okay, thank God. <laughs> so that back to my favorite sentence enhancer. The word fuck was never a term that meant fornication under consent of the king never that's bullshit i didn't ever think that it meant fornication under the consent of the king and con- no i i my mind automatically went to the van halen van halen album and for unlawful carnal knowledge i thought that's okay but no it doesn't come from any of that so um it actually comes they they pinned it down to three potential sources Okay. One, one is the Dutch word fucken, <laughs> the German word ficken, <laughs> or the Norwegian word fuka. What do those mean? Do you know? I didn't look that up. I was just too pleased with the f- fucking ficken fuka. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I was so happy with the European trifecta. I couldn't go any further in my research, and I just moved on. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go to the fact that um, I thought you were going to Van Gogh. Oh, no, no. I was leaving Van Gogh for Artsy, whose mom is Fartsy. Like, I didn't, I'm not, all right, I'll go with Van Gogh. So, since we're in Europe and we're talking about fucking stupid stuff. <laughs> fucking everybody thinks Everybody thinks Van Gogh cut off his ear because he loved somebody and, he, and like, he mailed it to her or something. Like, isn't that the idea is that, like, he cut it off and mailed it to her? Like, because that's sexy to get an ear in the mail. Uh, that's how John the Brit won me. Hell yeah. Um, so actually, basically the idea is that it actually happened during a fight. <laughs> he cut it sliced off. Um, he didn't cut it off himself, um, but Paul Gauguin cut it off. He basically <laughs> fucking got in a fight with Paul Gauguin, and Paul Gauguin's like, oh yeah, motherfucker. And how cut it off get- him. Artist on artist violence. The <laughs> right? Well, that's a big thing. Well, you know, but he and Gauguin were best friends. Mm-hmm. They were very, very close. And apparently Gauguin, like, got pissed and grabbed a razor and, like, grabbed his ear and just, like, cut it off. Because he's all, I guess Gauguin was, like, the Mike Tyson of his age. <laughs> he's, like, the Mike Tyson of the of the uh, art set. Evango <laughs> Holyfield? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Van Gogh was Evander Holyfield, and, and Gauguin was Mike Tyson, and uh, 
um, yeah, they basically did that. And so he didn't, he, he, he like did get the ear and like give it to somebody though. He like took his ear and he's like, uh, here you go. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Want my ear. And the girl's all, mm, no, thanks. Cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. So, so that was that was yucky, and I thought it was cool though because I didn't know that Gauguin sliced it up. I had a, although there are some alternate theories on that. Yeah, because one of them is that he was so mad after his fight with Gauguin that he ran back home with the straight razor and cut his own ear off, and then went down to the local barmaid who'd been like bitten by a rabid dog and said, "Uh, here, this ear might heal your scars." Here you go, man. <laughs> You know what, though? I think that it would be hard to slice your own ear off. You'd have to be really, really fucking crazy and super high. Well, this is Van Gogh. He wasn't that crazy. Nah, maybe not, but oh well. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, there's the whole Van Gogh thing. He didn't just do it as a romantic gesture. Right, right, right. It was a little deeper than that. So yeah. Yay. Uh, so what do you got for me? Okay. So I feel like uh, we're doing like this throwdown. Like I just <laughs> threw it down and now I'm like backing up and I got like this gangsta gestures going. I'm like, boom, that's what I got. What do you got now? Okay. I'm going to go for one that as a youngest child fulfills my need for narcissism. Do it. Fuck you, all you people in my life who told me to quit cracking my knuckles or I'll get arthritis. I fucking won't. That's a myth. Is it really? It is really. That sound is just the sound of nitrogen bubbles burping and the synovial fluid in my knuckle. And it's in no way, shape, or form ever going to give me arthritis. It just gives me great personal joy. Thank I you. I love that feeling. Mic drop. That makes sense because, like, if you go to the chiropractor and they pop all kinds of shit back into places, like... right. Right? Exactly. And I, I have actually been going to the chiropractor lately for the first time. It's kind of nice. I sort of dig it. It takes like five minutes. I drive over there. I'm like, crack, 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 crack. And then I'm like, see ya, bye. And I come home. Lovely. It's pretty good. I could literally do it in 15 minutes and be home. I used to go to a chiropractor and I would get like a 30 minute massage and then 10 minutes of cracking. And then I'd be like, they say, at this place, they loosened you up before the cracking, and it was all covered by that. insurance. Yeah, mine isn't, doesn't do that, and it's not covered by insurance, but it's like $79 a month, and you can go four times. Nice. <laughs> they'll like pop you all the popping you want. Damn. That's pretty good. $20 a visit is fucking copay. Yeah, it's less than a copay. Yeah, dude, that's And I awesome. can put it on my health health insurance spending account whatever it's called very nice speaking okay. of pain pain i don't know why i was so sure <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> i have no idea why the fuck i did that that was awesome though i loved it it worked really well for me yay i am a natural redhead as is pretty much everybody in my family mm-hmm. and as a ginger we've always wondered what the fuck? Why does it take so much medicine? Because you have no souls. Yeah. Personally, I don't have a soul. My mother doesn't have a soul. My sister doesn't have a soul. My father did not have a soul. None of us have souls. We grew up in a neighborhood of people without souls. And <laughs> um, 
the funny thing is I started reading that lately that redheads I heard okay <laughs> regrouping I know I threw you off I apologize you did you're, I, you're harsh man you're harsh in this okay <laughs> so I heard one time when I went into the hospital they were like are you a natural redhead and I'm like yes why are you asking me that and the guy said well it usually takes more anesthesia for redheads and I'm like oh okay what <laughs> so I didn't really think much of it but I started doing some research on this not too long ago and I actually read an article about it a little while ago and actually redheads take about 20% more anesthesia to knock them out and get them without pain for surgery or whatever than any other normal person. That's we have a higher tolerance for pain. We have a higher threshold for anesthesia, all of that shit. That's nut bar. And I yeah. almost want to, I almost want to have a contest now. <laughs> yeah. I would kick your ass. <laughs> well, you would in any general setting. <laughs> so Let's be okay. real. the way I, the way I read this online there was some research at the University of Louisville, and there were 20 test subjects. There were women aged 19 to 40. Ten were redheads and ten were brunettes. And um, the dark-haired group, the dark-haired the control, dark-haired, dark-haired group were the control group. Sorry. So they also picked um, only women, so there wasn't any chance that gender would play a role in this. And they also picked women who's menstrual cycles were in sync. So they kind of picked everybody who were on the same cycle. Um, they gave them all a particular anesthesia gas. And after the anesthesia took effect, they basically electrocuted them. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave them electric shocks, which a conscious person would have found intolerable. And they would measure their brain waves or something, I guess. And, they would give them a normal amount of anesthesia and the brunettes were like, this is fine. And the redheads were like, fuck no, that still hurts. And so they would have to give the redheads like basically 20% more in order to knock out the pain that they were feeling. So their pain basically was, their pain was higher. They took more anesthesia to knock out the pain. Wow. Okay, th this is one case where I might have thrown off that study. Yeah. Be because did I ever tell you that for Christmas, for many, many years, I was the official family battery tester? Well, not my parents' official, my siblings' wait, wait, official. Wait. wait, did you lick the batteries? They would have me lick the nine volts every Christmas to see what batteries would work in our new toys. That's so awesome. To and me, they that I can't even. Oh, so yeah, I was the uh, nine volt battery tester until one year for Christmas. Dad actually bought everyone an actual battery tester, an actual battery tester. And I'm like, these exist, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that That's was something kind of amazing. <laughs> Mom and dad were like, what the fuck? She's a child, not a social experiment. And people wonder why I'm the way I am. So just that saying. actually explains so much. <laughs> Don't it though? Just the nine yep. volts. It won't work on like a double A, but it works on a know. nine volt. On a nine volt, because you got the both both connections right there on the top. That's right. Here, here, Gina, lick this. Okay, it's still good. <laughs> works good. Let's go. Put it in my walkie-talkie. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> so, 
anyway, so yeah. Um, so speaking of, uh, I'm going to make a very, very tenuous leap here to the next topic. Speaking of scientific experiments that really, when you think about it, aren't that logical. <laughs> You do not lose 40% of your body heat through your head. You know how that study got... No, you know how that got started? No, how? It was like a thing they were studying um, with a bunch of... In the 1950s, a bunch of military researchers were studying people, um, studying the soldiers' exposure to frigid temperatures. Guess what? These soldiers didn't have hats on. So when they measured it, guess what? 40% of the heat was coming out of the top of their heads. You know why? Because those were the only things not fucking covered. Because they had on coats and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Coats, gloves, all that. In 2006, scientists went back and reevaluated this. You're out of drink. I am out of drink, and I'm super sad. Like, most of the time, I'm not sad. Actually sad this time. It was really good. But in 2006, they revisited this. And when they um, they tested subjects in cold water with and without wetsuits, and sometimes with their heads in the water, and sometimes with their heads out of the water, and the heads accounted for 7%, just 7 percent of the heat loss from the body no well, it makes sense else. logically it would make sense that like seven percent because that's like your normal like the amount of your body that's exposed oh well depending on how big your head is i might have more like you 10%. have a big head like you might be a ten percent and i might be a seven percent yeah yeah i think that's pretty 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 good do we want to just go to the speed round now and what's left of it yeah <laughs> okay Ready? I'm ready. Speed round. Albert Einstein never failed math in school. One time he failed an entrance exam, but he was two years younger than everybody else, and he never actually failed math. There we go. And George Washington never had wooden teeth. His dentures were made of... (laughs) His dentures, this is gross, were made of gold, hippo, ivory, lead, and human teeth. I actually knew they were made of human teeth. They were made of slave teeth. Oh, that's heinous. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. Life expectancy in the Middle Ages was only around 30, but that caused a huge infant mortality rate. And most people who live past infancy didn't die at 30. If you made it to 21 in medieval England, your life expectancy rate was like 64. If you yeah. if you hit 21, you were going to live to 60. There you go. Humans have more than the five senses you were taught in grade school. Um, They think there are at least nine and some argue up to 20. But in addition to touch, taste, sight, hearing and smell, humans can sense pain, hunger, thirst, pressure, balance, acceleration and time, among others. I kind of want to supplement that because in in the taste realm, they talk about sour, sweet, um, bitter, something else salty and there's another one umami is like the another sense because it's actually supposed to be like that's a new one they kind of discovered so i'm just saying all right ready cool yes so nasa confirms that the great wall of china which is frequently billed as the only man-made object that's visible from space can't actually be seen from space it's not actually out there um uh, a chinese astronaut yang luei confirm that and they never changed the textbooks but it's still claimed as being true even though it's not 
crazy. And I think that exhausts everything. I can't think of anything else for the speed round. And dude, we kind of rock. We totally rock. We totally Uh, got this. And now I hope you guys feel like you know everything that we know. Like pretty much all the things that we know. And we said all the things that we said. And if you want to know our sources, we'll just quickly do a read through of the websites. And you can go confirm us or whatever. Uh, Thoughtcatalog.com. Howstuffworks.com. Insider.com. Farmer's Almanac. WebMD. LiveScience.com. VincentVandego.org. And QZ.com. Because we're nothing if not researched. Yeah, all that shit's on there. You can find it. Today we're researched. <laughs> yeah, we research shit sometimes. Sometimes we just make stuff up, but this time we actually researched it. I so I feel like we laid it all out for you. Um, hopefully you learned some stuff and at least you figured out that you know as much as we know. And now the internet has helped you know all the things that it helped us know. Um. Do bear in mind that the internet isn't always right. Um, and you might have to occasionally do your own resource. And please, for the love of God, look at more, more than one source. Yes, please. please. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, you have to definitely research. So this is our research, yo. And uh, our website, alwaysneverwrite.com, you can always see our topics on there along with each episode and what we're drinking Check out the links to our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, all that on the Contact Us page. And if you haven't already subscribed, please consider subscribing to us and maybe suggest it to your friends. And if you could leave us a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, we would be very, very grateful. This has been a legend. Wait for it. Dairy (coughs) episode of Always Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk more again next week, medals. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.